when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. This is Nicole Hannah-Jones, creator of the 1619 Project from the New York Times Magazine. The project makes a case that you don't often hear in history textbooks, that slavery was foundational to America. So it wasn't surprising that we ignited a fierce debate among historians about these issues. But that's the power of the New York Times, to spark an important dialogue with bold, rigorous reporting that forces us to examine our assumptions. To learn more, go to nytimes.com slash worth it. Hi, I'm Imri, and welcome back to The Wannabe Podcast, the podcast that takes you from where you are to where you want to be in 30 minutes or less. If you like this episode and those before it, please subscribe and leave a review on iTunes and share it with a friend. Also, if you checked out Monday's episode with Georgia, you may have decided to design your own self-care jar. And if you're looking for more self-care tips to fill it with, you can get a copy of my 24 easy actions that will calm your mind and make you smile mini book, which is crammed with tried and tested smile inducing actions. Yes, they were all tried by myself and I had a ton of smiles and giggles whilst putting it together. You can get your copy on wannabepodcast.com. Right, in today's episode, we talk to Georgia again about what tools you can use to track your time, how to pick freelance projects and how to set your rate, why you shouldn't say yes to all opportunities and how to say no. Also, we talk about deciding when to take time out and when to utilize self tools. Georgia also goes into incredible detail about her daily routine and how she maintains really great discipline and how that helps her manage her mental health condition, which if you listen to Monday's episode, you'll know was borderline personality disorder. Right. We also reveal our very first freelance rates and they were shockingly, shockingly low. So have a listen and let us know what you think. Hi, Georgia. Hey. So, who did you want to be before you became who you are today? I wanted to be Beyonce when I was, like, growing up. How old are you? Because I feel like Beyonce is, like, like a recent, like, icon. Like, obviously, she's been around from, like, DC days. Because mm. Beyonce and Destiny's Child were, like, greatness. But I feel like she became, like, Beyonce in, like, the last, like, 10-ish years. Oh, you're really young. Never mind. Let me just stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> that um, Destiny's Child, like I completely loved them, and like I used to have their posters like all over my room, and I just love their like songs. Like they were always really empowering, always about women, always about bringing women together. And when I was younger, I wanted that. So you wanted to be empowered. Yeah, I wanted to be empowered. Um, I was very much surrounded by like girls, like. I wasn't a tomboy. I was a proper girly girl. I loved pink, like really stereotypical girl. I was that. Um, and Beyonce, like all of her songs. Um, yeah, were just amazing. Oh, that's nice. 
I feel like that's a little bit cliche, small, small, but I'm not going to shade you <laughs> for picking Beyonce because I mean, who wouldn't want to be Beyonce? Exactly. <laughs> Honestly. Exactly. Um, so I wanted to ask about like the qualities in Beyonce that you really admire. So I know you mentioned like empowering women and girls and, you know, just being fiercely independent. Mm. All these really great things. Did, did you ever embody any of her characteristics or traits in your life like can you tell me about a time where you just embodied the power of Beyonce um I felt like she was very kind of independent of doing her own kind of thing and then she had that song independent well they all had that song um and I yeah was very much independent as a child I would say like I was fine I'm an only child so I was like she's fine on my own like at school I liked my own time so I was very much independent but then I did also learn how to lean on my friends and I feel like that's sort of what Beyonce kind of does um like she's so independent but I'm hoping if she needs support she's got like a whole team around her yeah and that's what I looked for in my childhood and that's how I think I've become I'm very independent but I know who my friends are and where to go if I really need that support or that encouragement all right, so we're going to switch directions a little bit. Um, what did you want to be when when you were growing up? When I was growing up, I wanted to be a weather girl. Oh my God, what? That's yeah. so random. So I wanted to be on TV presenting the weather. Um, I think I just liked the fact that people were watching. Um, it was usually when I was growing up, just a woman on TV presenting the weather and I wanted to be her. Nice. Yeah. I mean, what? well, what steps did you take to fulfill that dream? I didn't. <laughs> it shifted from like, I wanted to be a weather girl for ages and ages. And I wanted to be a teacher, I think, because I just like the sound of my own voice. And um, <laughs> I used to play teachers with like my teddies and stuff. I like bossing people about. Um, and then I wanted to be a mum. I thought, yeah, I could, a mum would be a job. I thought like mums got paid and stuff. Did you? Um, oh well, my, my mom's, god! My mum's a childminder. Yeah, my mum's a nanny, so childminder. So every, I thought she got obviously got gets paid. Yeah, but I was like, oh, she's getting paid for being a mum. But then I found out that like, mums actually don't get paid. No, it's um, a real travesty, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, weather girl to like a mum to teacher. All right. Um. What do you want to be now? Now. I want to be a influence, a creative influence. A creative influence. What does that mean? What does that look like? So I would say, I would say I'm a creative because I do lots of different things. Like I write, I write plays, I write poetry, I sing, I make theatre, I facilitate, I do a bunch of stuff. So that's kind of my creative and I want to influence people and support people through my own different practices that's really cool yeah you're like a multi-potentialite which is like a term coined by emily wapnick who wrote a book called how to be everything i think check it out um but yes the idea that there are some people in this world that are destined to be loads of different things they're not comfortable specializing they're Mm. just really good at trying their hands at different things and they do all of those things quite well um and then like forcing someone to kind of just sit in that one lane doesn't work for that person Mm. and then obviously you've got people that are really good at just specializing and just wanting to be in that one thing 
really focusing and drilling down. And I think I can completely relate to that multi-potential thing. Like I wear so many hats running mm. shout out, hosting a podcast, doing marketing somewhere else. I've worked for the Caribbean Takeaway. I've literally done every job under the sun at this point because I'm like, I just want to see what it's like. Can I be good at this? Like, I'm so curious. Um, and I don't want to ever feel like I'm limiting myself. And not that anyone who specializes is limiting themselves, but I just feel like I'm really being boxed in if I'm always stuck in the same place. Do you do you feel that way? Yeah, I feel I think I do lots of different stuff because I want to I see great things like I see plays. and I'm like, oh, I want to actually write a play. Let me try and write a play or um, I'm discovering kind of producing now because I feel like when it comes to the time where I want to produce like an event or I want to put my play on, mm. I want to know the best way I can. I can do that. So when I do look for like an external producer to produce my stuff, yeah. I know what qualities I want in them. Are you the kind of person that says yes to all opportunities type person? Like, is that, <laughs> is that you? <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. But no, it's not a bad quality. Yeah. But now I'm having to say no because, um, I've been given some great opportunities and I'm still at uni. So it's balancing. Oh, you are. Congrats. Thanks. It's balancing all of that with uni although uni is very flexible um it's just balancing all like my freelancey bits on the side and my own projects and yeah. being able to fulfill them to the best of my ability yeah um so yeah it's, it's learning to say no and the power of no is so important because I struggle with saying no because I feel like I won't get the opportunity and if I say no they wouldn't ask me yeah but it's not that I need to take care of myself and I need to take time out self-care um and do everything to the best of my ability without half-heartedly doing anything. So what is your process for kind of selecting what you say yes to? Like, what it, do you have like a checklist in your head? Do you do to-do lists? Like, what is your process for what you say yes to and what you say no to? Um, I'll think, what is it that I've just been asked to do? Who's the artist, like, organisation? Mm -hmm. What is my personal opinion on them? Um, next thing I would ask myself is... How much time would it take out of my week or my day? What is, how much time are they, am I required to do that job? Yeah. Um, is it just a short one day thing? Or if it's a weekly reoccurrence thing, how many hours and get that those locked down? Yeah. Not if it's part time. No, I need to know how many hours. Um, next thing is, yeah, time and money come together. So is it paid? I used to do um, a lot of work for free. Yeah. Uh, I don't do that anymore. I know my own worth. That's I know smart. that um, I need to get paid. Uh, however, if it's a charity or it really, really depends. But a lot of the stuff now that I'm getting is paid. And if an unpaid job comes along and then if another paid job comes next to it, I would probably pick the paid job just because I know how, how, artists uh how valuable artists are and I myself and as an artist so I need to treat myself right and the job that I'm doing for someone who is getting paid by usually the arts council or someone else like yeah. I know that they've got money coming in I need a bit of that money so yeah yeah I know my own worth I know that the job I'm doing if I was to work with them is valuable but I need to get paid. Um, I'm still not as good as you at being able to say no to things. I'm so bad at it. Um, and like you, it's that fear of feeling like if I say no to this, I will never be asked again. Um, do you have advice for the listeners and also me who feel like that immense burden of 
if I say no, that's it for me. Because obviously, like rationally, I know that's not true. But do you have like, was there like a specific thing that helped you get over that? Just knowing how much I can give um, out to individuals and out to companies and how much I appreciate the work I do. And if I work for a company or that artist, like I would offer them loads, like so much. And just knowing your own worth and knowing that you are bold, like you need to be brave. You need to be courageous. You need to be you need to be confident with how you're selling yourself with who you are. Because I think if you feel really nervous, it's fine to feel nervous, but if you feel really kind of vulnerable and you really show that vulnerability and you're like, Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure about my rate or, um, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not too sure. If you're like that, then they're just going to pretty much walk all over you and be like, Oh yeah, it's just expenses only. Uh, yes. Um, yeah, I don't, do I don't that. even get expenses. <laughs> I'm just here just doing things for free. Um, I think, yeah, doing stuff for free is great. And it gets your name out there. So don't knock yeah. it. Don't just say no, no off, the yeah. t- off the cuff. Sometimes a little, sometimes I feel like it's one of those things where this, there's this unspoken, um ritual in like especially in freelance world but in most things where you're in the in the creative industry Mm -hmm. is that you kind of have to pay your dues a little bit and do quite a few things for free until you get seen and like there are going to be the opportunities that essentially knock on the door and pay you like some of the things that I've been given they were just like this is the fee and I was like this is way more money than I was ever gonna ask for so thank you for setting my rate for me I appreciate that and that also <laughs> means that you have way more money to give me debt literally time. so it's it is like there are tricks to the train you get better and better at it yeah you need to work your way up <laughs> yeah yeah I started like doing unpaid stuff flyering um yeah just do your unpaid stuff and then when it comes to a paid job just setting that rate and not feeling ashamed to like set it being like yep yeah, that's my rate do you mind me asking what your first ever rate was like well, do you remember I have lots of different hats so like I do like a facilitation fee I have like a writing fee I have lots of lots but of different a fees. lot of I mean I used to work in retail so I was my thing was yeah eight pounds or more an hour oh my god you could definitely char- <laughs> you could definitely be charging more girl I mean I remember my first when I first went freelance um that was for retail oh what that was when I was like young oh but freelance is 10 pounds an hour when when I started yeah when when you started I didn't even do hours I did I think I started with day rates Mm, mm -hmm. um actually no I did have no I'm lying I actually did have an hourly rate and it was like I think it was like 13 pounds an hour which isn't too bad (laughs) um however it was really it was a, a bad deal for me so my first freelance job was essentially um I was working for like a hair care company. <laughs> Imagine that. Um, I was doing eight hours a month. So when you're on like 13, I think it was like between 13 and 15 pounds an hour. Like that's like no money in a month. So I was just like doing, and I actually, what was really bad. So don't do this guys. Um, <laughs> is that <laughs> essentially I had to rebuild the website. So a part of it was just the actual job was to kind of optimize and do some social mm. media stuff. Um, in like this eight hour block that existed throughout the month. And um, what actually happened was that I reconfigured the whole website. I, I said what I, I told her what I was going to do. I explained everything and I completely made those changes to optimize it for better sales. 
and it took me like four hours and she did give me like I did quote like a lump sum it was so small I think I quoted like 120 pounds to do this and um yeah I'd spent about four to six hours like redoing the whole thing and then she then she said she hated it and I she wants me to put it all back um, and just make the minor adjustments. So I essentially spent like eight hours. I mean, I did about close to 16 to 20, 16, between 16 and 20 hours um, for 120 pounds, which is. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ridiculous. Um, and then after that, I did set my day rate at like, it was like a hundred pounds a day or something really tiny. But like what, as I set it and someone paid it, I just like started adding to it. And it was like by 20 pounds. And then, yeah. And then someone came along and offered me, like, they were like, this is our rate for the day. Like, that's it. That's all we can pay you. Like, I was like, oh, you're saying this is all you can pay me. Like, I was like, this is like nearly double... (laughs) my rate already so there's some handy tips on like freelance life this is nicole hannah jones creator of the 1619 project from the new york times magazine the project makes a case that you don't often hear in history textbooks that slavery was foundational to america so it wasn't surprising that we ignited a fierce debate among historians about these issues but that's the power of the new york times to spark an important dialogue with bold, rigorous reporting that forces us to examine our assumptions. To learn more, go to nytimes.com slash worth it. And also track the hours you work. Um, So someone told me about this cool like app called Toggle. Ooh, wait, Toggle? Yeah, T-O-G-G-L-E, I think. Um, (laughs) And you basically just press like start and stop. It's like a timer. So you can type in the different projects you're doing. Oh my God. I think I might've heard of this. And then it adds it up. So if you're only doing like, even to the fact, like just an email before or a phone call, like track all of that. Yeah. Even just once you're like clocking on, say you've got, you're doing like five hours a week, press that timer. I hear that man. I'm definitely downloading this. And I like that their website has like little kids doing like businessy things. <laughs> Cute. I'm like a sucker for that. Oh, that was really handy. I think that we sh- you've shared some really useful things because I know that a lot of people will be entering a space and just feeling like really uncomfortable, not knowing how to set their rate. And I think everyone has the tendency to just go really low. <laughs> I feel yeah. like if you go in and you aim high and people just, you're not getting jobs, then it's just a sign you need to lower. Um, and, and also it's, it's ask, play by ear. Yeah, ask, ask a lot of like your friends who are like in the creative industries, 
what did you first charge? What do you charge now? Some people might want not want to answer that, but I just believe um, being kind of vulnerable and helping to inspire people and sharing your knowledge with someone else that is new just helps them. And yeah. also look online, like research, like if you're in, like I kind of do kind of acting, devising stuff, like look on equity, like look on those kind of rates websites and get the standard day rate and then you can work yours out from there. Yeah. Um, but as idea. I said, like I'm a new freelance, like, I I'm really really new into this freelancey bit this zone it feels yeah. like a zone of freelance I'm so bad at freelance like I've just I love it too it. much effort like I did if I d- I was really lucky that when I first went freelance I had like clients immediately and not because I tried <laughs> I didn't try that hard which I know sounds like a humble brag but it was really by accident and a miracle actually and so it really you really do kind of either stumble upon them but I think actually after a while that dried up like serendipity wasn't happening for me anymore and I really had to be quite proactive um and then I found that too hard so I just gave up um (laughs) but I think yeah you do have to stay on it and like know how to invoice and like really basic things which we'll get into they don't teach at school yeah they don't like none of the useful things that you need in life I mean I'm on an amazing uni course and they teach us that so I've learned a lot what's your course um it's got a long name it's called performance and creative enterprise Ooh, that sounds flashy the guildhall school of music and drama so what i actually did want to follow up on is you said that ultimately you want to be a creative influence um so i wanted to know like what does that look like like what does your day look like as a creative influencer i guess and and what does your life look like having achieved that in the future it could be now it could be in the future if you do you feel like you've actually achieved that already yeah, no i do you i do. am a creative influencer i've nice. said it full stop <laughs> be it embody it i am yeah it's all about embodying it and so i would say i wake up every morning i try and wake up at the same time each day even on weekends even if it's just an hour later but i wake up by an alarm i have this light it's called a Lumi light oh i know so, about those yeah, yeah so you um the sun lets rises and it it's a light that's basically like a sun. Yeah. yeah. I'm not describing it. That. Google <laughs> it. Google it. Light. It basically wakes you up by imitating a sunrise, basically. Yeah. And like it may, it's meant to naturally wake you up without like shocking you out of your sleep. Before like alarms do. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and it's great for in the winter months when it's really dark and rainy and cold outside. Like it, you just feel like you're waking up and it's, it's the daytime. So I wake up um, using that. Then I sometimes I need to get back into it. Um, do morning pages so I'll write three pages oh my god just like anything like I'll try and do that about three times a week but I I should do it every morning just to get whatever you're thinking even if you've just woken up just let your unconscious brain just take over um, and just let your just just let your hand just be free on the page um I feel like I'm such a control freak that's not gonna work for me because like I will actually think about it right because you won't because you've just woken up you're out of that dream like state you're just getting into it, just waking up. And you'll be really surprised with the stuff that comes out. Like some mornings, it's just really like, oh, I just want to get up. Like, why am I writing? Just like, why am I writing over and over again? But other times some really deep stuff comes out and I'm like, wow, okay, I could turn that into a poem. Or, or wow, I didn't know you were feeling like this. Like, okay. Oh. Um. So yeah, I try and write in the morning. Then I will just make a kind of plan for the day. So like what I need, what needs to get done. And then I'll move on to like what I want to get done. Yeah. Like after my needs are satisfied, like what do I like want to get done? Um, but then I do have like other days where I just want to be in my PJs and that's cool. 
Um, but I've tried also when I'm working, especially my freelancing work that I do to not work in bed, even though my bed looks amazing and it's just like, oh, it's a double bed. Like it's so comfy. I could just easily open my laptop and just go in bed and do everything. I try and sit on my desk and do it, which is hard, but I kind of want to separate my downtime and my work time. Yeah, I still do it. I'm still guilty of like me and the laptop in the bed. And what I found is like, it's the opposite of when I'm in the bed doing work, I don't get sleepy, but I have, the problem is when I do actually go to bed, I can't sleep. So I actually don't sleep. Because um, your body adjusts to, oh, it's work, work mode, mode Yeah. And I do have to like, I've started to get into the practice of like, okay, no, you need to like, come into this room you need to go into the living room or do something else um because it is really bad like do not if you do not get into the habit of working in your bed it's just such a bad habit and I definitely want to be able to break it I'm still struggling I'm probably gonna go (laughs) go and do some work in bed in a minute it's Uh, really tempting it's really hard especially if you're in bed like I watch Netflix in the evening yeah and then an email will come through and I'm like damn I need to reply to that they've just sent it to me but it's trying to prioritize like your time being like, no, this is my downtime. Like you sent an email to me at 8.30 at night. That's your problem. Like I'm not replying to that. Yeah. It doesn't need to get done now. Yeah. Like it really does not. Right now I need my self-care time. I need my downtime where I can switch off. So let me just close that email and I'll reply to it in the morning. Wonderful. No, I've gotten into the habit of like, I don't respond to emails mm. after a certain time now. Mm-hmm. Like it is. I'm still learning to do that about the emails part. You'll get there. It's really small steps because I guess like my thing is like the hardest thing for me to break is the laptop in bed. Uh, (laughs) It's not going anywhere. I try, but I can't. I'm actually now, actually now I've got my coloring book. It's a beautiful thing. I love that thing. Um, Now I've got my coloring book. I try to replace that as something to do with my hands because I I like watching Netflix, but some shows I, I prefer as background noise. So I can just, I just color and instead and that kind of keeps me away so that's kind of something that like a little trick that I've learned to do in the last few weeks um but like the smallest thing that I could do was I'm not responding to emails after hours and the one thing that I keep telling myself about that is it is unprofessional to send emails after hours and like and that's that's enough to be like yeah you're right unlike you who's been clearly tracking hours for a while now we only just did that um and actually I only did it for F I didn't do it for myself and when it came back that he'd done 1,058 unpaid hours of podcast production. Lord, he was Ooh. upset for days. <laughs> like, you just don't, you, we just like, because sometimes it's fun. Sometimes you really care. Sometimes it's exhausting. And you're like waking up at all hours and you just don't think about those things. But it is a good practice to just keep a track of how much time you're spending on things. Like, honestly, Time management is like a skill that when I asked people on Twitter, like what's kind of blocking them from achieving their goals, like time management was one, financial freedom was another. Um, (laughs) But like time management definitely came up time and time again. And I think, yeah, if if toggle is the one, I also have another tip as well. Um, The Pomodoro technique is like one of my favorite things. so that you can get apps that basically do the Pomodoro technique. So the Pomodoro, Pomodoro basically means tomato in Spanish. Um, it basically, <laughs> tomato technique. It, um, so it's a technique that basically blocks your day. So you're, it helps you be more productive um, in shorter bursts by giving you regular breaks throughout your day. So essentially you work for 20 minute bursts. You can set it to 25, depends how you feel. But you work for a 20 minute burst and then you get a five minute break. And in that five minute break, you can just do whatever as long as you are not 
working. And then, so the idea is that you wake up in the morning, set your tasks like you normally do. And then you say, I estimate that this might take me an hour. So you do three Pomodoros. Um, and then you kind of like time yourself like that. <laughs> three tomatoes. Um, you, time, you, you build your day up like that. And in the end, you find that like, and you have to work in that 20 minutes. Like you cannot like no, no Facebook, no Twitter, nothing. Like no, no distractions. Off, yeah. Like you work because in five minutes, that five minutes is coming and then you can just do what you want. You can just go crazy, like lose your mind. And that's fine. Um, and so you do that. And I think after about five of them, maybe four or five of them, you get a 25 minute big break. So I'm have to try that, yeah, you know, honestly, the tomato app. Yeah. yeah. Try Pomodoro technique. It has made me infinitely more productive. Like I get way more stuff done than I get, mm. do in a whole day when I'm using that technique because I've compared it when days I do nothing and I'm like, I could have done so much, but I didn't. And I'm, and then I use the Pomodoro and I'm like, I'm nine Pomodoros, which means I've like completed quite a, f- quite a bit of, ta- quite a few tasks in that, in that time. So just a handy tip for you. <laughs> so yeah, I do that. I, well, I don't do that. Not the tomato app, but I'm going to <laughs> download because I can't say pom- pom- Pomodoro. Pomodoro. I think the app I use is called Good Time. Okay. On the yeah. Good Time. I need to download that. Um, yeah. So after like, Oh yeah, so either uni or like my kind of personal admin or my own personal projects. And then in the evening, I'll either go to like an event or like a theater show or I will have some self-care. So I will make myself some dinner, yeah, and get into bed, get my pajamas on, maybe put a face mask on and just chill out and turn like... I'm trying to turn my emails off. I'm trying to. Um, maybe look on like social media. I mean, I look on social media a lot, maybe too much. I need to stop that. I need to really clock the time I do on that because it is quite scary, the amount of times I'm on my phone. Do you feel like it makes you feel better or worse when you check it though? Because I think everything's going to yeah. come down to how you feel about it or I feel afterwards. I personally feel better for checking it because I feel still connected with the world. Like times where I feel really depressed or really upset um I check my phone and I remember I do actually have friends or I do there are people that care about me yeah because when I'm in that depressed state I can't see out so yeah. having having opening up like Instagram or Twitter and being like oh yeah I forgot like I've got these people amazing thank you so much Georgia thank you like literally thank all right you. and there you have it Georgia's routine and all the tools, tips and tricks she uses to be a successful and well-moneyed freelancer. I hope that you have come away knowing how to set up your day-to-day routines. Whether you want to write morning pages or not, I suggest you give it a try. Also, whether to-do lists are for you or not, definitely give them a try and see if they help you stay more organised and more disciplined with your freelance journeys also i hope that sharing our rates was really helpful to you and know that you can always aim high and go low but it's a lot harder to go low and get higher right do not forget that at the end of this month i'm going to be joined by brand and marketing expert priska moyesa 
Now, she is coming in specifically to answer your branding queries, your marketing queries, and your careers and freelancing queries. We will be answering as many as we can squeeze into our half an hour section. So please do send them in to wb at shoutoutnetwork.co.uk or you can go to wannabepodcast.com and submit your questions or queries to Ask Priska, which is a whole tab at the top of the website. I also want to remind you that if you haven't checked out part one, even though we do discuss some really triggering subjects, there is a really great action at the end about self-care. So if you have checked it out, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. But if you haven't, you can just skip in over to like the maybe the last 10 minutes where we talk about the self-care jar and why it's so important and essential to have one. And I want you guys to go ahead and get a copy of the 24 easy actions that will calm your mind and make you smile mini book on the website. So head on over to wannabepodcast.com and get yourself a copy of that. Right. Thank you for listening and making it to the end. Be sure to leave a review on iTunes if you like what you heard. And also, I'm always looking for feedback. So do follow me at Wannabe Podcast or at Amy Morgan on Twitter and Instagram. And please do let me know your thoughts. And I'm signing out. Bye. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.